0: Good morning, everyone. It's Denise Neal here with you again, and it's time to talk about talk time in the classrooms. Why should teachers give students the opportunity to talk in the classrooms? Students have negative perceptions about expressing themselves in the classrooms. Oftentimes, teachers make it extremely difficult for them, especially when they feel pressured to always give the correct answer. Notice the teacher constantly looking at the claps, indicating time is limited. In order for this to change, teachers need to create a comfortable time and space for authentic conversation. Classrooms should be a richly colored plateau of engaging reading materials. Comfort places to read and write alongside a friend. Teachers must include time to talk and share ideas and information. Teachers need to say less. And leave plenty of opportunities for students to say more, to manure about wandering in and talk about what they know and are learning. As I continue with why talk is important, I want to stress what Hart and Risley, nineteen ninety-five, found they found differences in the early language experiences of children from more economically advanced families and less advantaged ones. There is evidence that children from wealthy families have more experience and exposure with words. Furthermore, it was noted that not only was there a difference in the quality of words children were exposed to, but also a difference in the quality of the language children experienced. Children from lower socioeconomic level families were more likely to hear restrictive language, while those from more advantaged homes heard more elaborative talk. Hence, children who come to school having engaged in rich and stimulating language experiences during their early years are better equipped to succeed in school. Their primary discourse prepares them for a smooth transition into the secondary discourse. While all students, regardless of their socioeconomic status, need school to provide rich language experiences, vocabulary development, and time for accountable talk, schools need to work even harder to help students from the lower socioeconomic levels to bridge the language experience gap that hinders their ability to learn. Teachers often rush and make little or no time for meaningful discussion that will elevate their thinking and reading to higher grounds. If comprehension is our goal, we need to create talking classrooms, not silent ones. We need to encourage and support students to participate more fully in thoughtful conversations with us and with their classmates. B Miller claims that oral language seldom gets the attention it deserves. Schools typically focus their energies on reading and writing. Since talk time enhances comprehension, why isn't it being done more? Why aren't district leaders advocating for more time for kids to talk? Why isn't it mandated? As educators, we need to encourage more talk in class and at home. No matter how well structured the classroom may appear on the surface, real learning is not happening if the teacher does not factor in purposeful talk so students can interact with one another as they make sense of things. To further add, Eric Jensen clearly states that learning involves both external input and internal processing. External input occurs when the learner receives information from an outside source, for example books, first-hand experience, and conversations. Internal processing is when the learner uses the external input to create new meaning. Therefore, teachers must provide instructions that is balanced, where students have opportunities to both receive and make sense of new information. All instruction should include, one, demonstration of skills, strategies students need to know. Two, time for students to practice these skills and strategies. And three, time for students to discuss with their teachers and peers what they learned and to hear what others have to say. Teachers can begin to make more talk time by eliminating some less effective and time-consuming practices and include some of the following. Do fewer practices well with time for kids to talk. Be explicit when addressing students. Tell them what you want them to know and do and why. Avoid engaging dead-end questions. Ask fewer but higher-level questions that lead students to think and dialogue. Balance the type and limit the number of written responses to texts you ask students to make. Include opportunities for them to work with partners and share their thinking with the class. Rethink worksheets and dramatically scale back on them. Make read aloud and shared reading more interactive. Include analytical, how and why questions that get students thinking. Use more nonfiction texts short chapter books and big picture books. When doing guided reading, work with small groups of readers for interactive read aloud, literature circles, and book clubs. Select short readings to ensure that students will have time to talk. Reading share. Ensure that students talk about what they are reading. Writing share. Students can be placed in small groups of threes, where each child will get the opportunity to read their writing, talk about it, and receive feedback. Creating an Environment to Develop Oral Language and Vocabulary According to David Pearson et al. 1990, assigned Interaction, a starting position in helping students become comprehending readers, and states, we can no longer think of reading comprehension as a series of discrete skills that can be summed up to achieve comprehension ability. We must see comprehension as a complex process involving interactions between readers and texts in various contexts for various purposes. Talk is a tool for comprehension. I repeat, talk is a tool for comprehension. Teachers questioning techniques also influence how much students will engage in answering. Teachers should ask questions that open students up to reflect and see more. Avoid being judgmental. Help students to articulate and clarify their thoughts, drawing from their own knowledge examples, experiences, and insights. Avoid dead-end questions. warwick Ellie, 1989, reports, from his research that children indeed learn vocabulary words simply by listening to stories and vocabulary growth was even greater when stories were read multiple times. Teacher explained the meaning of unfamiliar words. Words occurred several times in the story. Illustration enhanced the meaning of words and context-supported children's understanding of the words. Teachers need to make sure that all students receive rich exposure to high-end vocabulary in early grades so that they can use these newly acquired words to understand and learn additional words and ultimately increase their ability to better comprehend what they read. Here are some tips for helping ELLs acquire social and academic vocabulary. Introduce words in context. Provide examples that relate to their own lives and experiences. Introduce children to unfamiliar words. Use their background knowledge at the start of the lesson. Use real-life objects to demonstrate words and concepts. Use pictures to illustrate what word means. Use hands, body, and voice. Be dramatic. Read aloud to students a lot. Point to pictures if there is one that demonstrates what the word means. Use alphabet concept books with easily recognizable pictures to represent the letters and alphabet. Context books to introduce vocabulary related to specific topics. Reread, reread, reread. All students, but especially ELLs thrive on repetition. Read wordless books to your ELLs and be deliberate in the words you introduce. Give children the opportunity to reread and retell the story on their own. Remember, teachers, talk time is valuable, irreplaceable, meaningful. Children can learn from that experience. Include it in your lessons.